There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. It's not a boy hole or a girl hole or a lady hole. It's a man hole. Men go down to work there. (laughs) The best part of that is the sexism at the end. Men go down to work in it. Men do it. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. And again, kids, listen. It's not a boy hole or a girl hole or a lady hole. It's a man hole. <laughs> Men go down to work there. <laughs> he meant that, too. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Bitch has a place, and it's in the kitchen. It's not in any sort of manhole. They wouldn't have called it that otherwise. You stay out of the manhole. It's a hole for men to go in. A man works in there. Mr. Rogers teaching you the right way. <laughs> this on the heels of me reading about this traditional wife movement. There's a bunch of ladies. Everybody's mad at something. Everybody's a victim. But there's a bunch of hot girls that look like Russian brides. Young. Smoke shows. Can I get that website? Uh, S-D-C Williams. S-D. <laughs> E-S-T-E-E. E-S-T-E-E-C Williams. She's very pretty. And she's tired of it. She wants to be what's called a trad wife. Like, I want to cook and clean. I want to get up and get ready. Put a dress on for my man. I want to get ready. I want to keep the house super clean. I want to cook. And I don't want to be judged by other women. I want to be able to do this and look at it as a very responsible person in life. I don't, want to, I don't want to be looked down at it. There's another lady whose name is uh, Ivy Out West. She's another one. It's like, I want to do your laundry. I want to clean your house. All I ask is that you pay for everything. We're doing that anyway. Ivy Out West. I, I-V-Y Out West. I know. Where does she dance? It's like a prostitute. I know. <laughs> That's basically what we got going on here. But they're uh, women who are trying to bring this trad wife thing back where they, you know, when you come home from work, there's a woman dressed for the day. Nobody's in sweatpants. Like the 50s film? Right, when yeah. When your man comes yeah. home. You, yeah, when your man comes home. Don't give him hassle. Put on a little makeup. He's been working. Nice. Make sure the house looks yes. good. And God, have his favorite drink ready for Did him. our grandparents ever have it figured out? Now, our generation... Has to say, well, I like a woman who's independent and works real hard. But what we'd really like more is a lady all gussied up with like a Popeye the second we walk in the door. And a martini. A martini and a pie here. Yeah. You've had a tough day. Just, I'm not even going to hassle you. I'm not going to, I'm not bringing you any, any more 
then I d- you've don't already dealt open with. up conversation right away. Yeah, yeah. Let him let have him, a minute. Give him a minute. <laughs> you got to decompress. There's that your slippers and robe. Yeah, he's yeah. had a big day. You got ready. You got a house looks great. You've done your part, and he's gonna. It'll be nice when he's done. But he's, you know, he's had a long day dealing with the manhole. Let him decompress. <laughs> the man. I've been out in the manhole all day. Go shower up. Come down. Eat my pot pie, and uh, then we'll talk about your day. How was it, honey? Yeah, but this is what they don't want to be judged for. And deep down, all us men are like, this is awesome. And you come home and that girl and she's in her tattered sweats and a T-shirt that used to be yours. And her hair hasn't been done since like Friday of August. <laughs> what happened to you? I left the garbage by the door. Oh, hi. Good to see you. Hug. Yeah. You kind of smell funny. Ah! Okay, well, I'm going to go do other stuff. Don't forget. Got to take your kids somewhere later. I'm not doing it. I got a rash. Oh. <laughs> You're with the wrong brother. Get one of those tra- oh, you want a trad wife, huh? Yeah, kind of. I think all of us kind of deep down do. Don't you want a traditional husband? Well, of course I do. That doesn't mean I got to play a role. Yeah, these are these have got to figure it out. Of course, it's very politically incorrect to say that that's a wonderful thing. But if SDC Williams I mean, and Ivy, let's go, Ivy, uh, yeah, what the hell's her name? Ivy Out West. <laughs> That'd be a tough one to sell the parents. Ivy Out West. She's a traditional girl. Yeah, traditional on the pole. Yeah, Bourbon Street. Yeah, she's traditional, all right. <laughs> like the world's oldest profession, traditional. And looking at them, I can tell you both of them had uh, sex with older fellas for cash in the past. There's no question. And now they just want to be taken care of. But they don't want to be judged. Ladies, stop judging. Trad wives. Some call it lazy. She says, I believe working is good for many women. Uh, But it also causes burnout for moms. And I choose to promote this lifestyle to showcase the fulfillment that it gives a woman to be a full-time mother and house uh, caretaker. I think that's an important job. Pat you on the head, and that's wonderful. I think porn kind of ruined all that stuff, too. Because we turned June Cleaver into, like, we want her to be dressed up in the gown with the pot pie. And then we want her to blow us every day. And it's like, just that's too far. Like, you can't have traditional 50s housewife and porn hub lady. That's, that would be a basket case. Can you imagine? That was, I mean, it's the, you can't. It's cake. It's uh, having your cake and having it blow you, too. <laughs> Boy, if cake could blow you, we wouldn't need ladies at all. Anyway, so, Treadwives, I'm with you. Gilbert, I'm with you. Every day at 4.30, you have your women's book club at Postino. You come back a little tipsy, but you still look great. You give me my pot pie. The next thing you know, we're, we're buried into each other on the couch before the kids come home from soccer. This place smells like pot pie and bleach. <laughs> your mother's a traditional woman. You do your homework. Sesu tree is growing in the middle of the couch. You said, what is that smell? Hey, your mother likes to keep it old school. I come home and she treats me to a pot pie and a blowjob. Oh, like the olden days. Right, like grandma used to do. <laughs> your mother reminds me. <laughs> your mother, West. mother reminds me so much. She, she's turning into your grandma with the pot the pies. Wagon the wagon pot pies and the blowjobs and that, that weird thing that goes on a train track that you pump to move. She'd come out of that prairie schooner, ready to go. Yeah, always good. Fearing Indians the proper way. We've got a bunch of savages out on the porch, Paul. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. 
Best thing to do is stay inside and finish this pot pie and blowjob situation. <laughs> Kids will be home. Those savages will handle this. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize till last night that yesterday was the 31st anniversary of the world's most important misdiagnosis of all time, Magic's announcement that he had the HIV AIDS, which I have called for a long – I think it's like the 26th anniversary of me going, this is the biggest misdiagnosis in the history of medicine. Let's not talk about it. We don't talk about <laughs> I know. it. He's, he's fine. And that was the weirdest thing. I remember my friend Steve Miller, not of the band, but my friend Steve uh, calls me up and he goes, dude, I can't make it to class today. I'm like, what's going on? Michael Jordan's got AIDS. And I'm like, what? He's announcing it. My sister just called me. He's about to do a press conference. And this was before the internet where you could fact check the telephone game. And he got a message. His sister missed like told him Michael Jordan was about to say he's got the AIDS. Yeah. Steve's in a he's in a shambles. This is his hero. We go home, he's like, I can't believe this. Michael Jordan's got them. It's like turn his TV on as an apartment, a garden place apartments on Longmore and over by the Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Hooters then, but and popped on. There's Magic Johnson. And the saddest part of the entire thing was we're both like, Oh, thank God. Magic has AIDS. Not Michael. <laughs> yeah, we were happier that one of the dudes had AIDS. But then they misdiagnosed him because he became the face of HIV. He became the face of AIDS. And, uh, you know, the Wear Rubbers Kids campaign and it can happen to anybody thing started. And Carl Malone got a little weird about the blood. And then all of a sudden Magic was fat and better. And he was the only one. People don't think of that. Now it's easy to think, well, HIV doesn't get you. In 1991, HIV killed you. It was a death sentence. The news would say so after his press conference. This is going to be hard for people to watch. Magic's going to disintegrate in front of us. And even as a Laker hater, you didn't want to see Magic Johnson go out that way. But 31 years ago, when you got diagnosed, he was the first one that made us all go, wait a minute. Straight dudes get this? Like, that was back then. Or... Right. Or Magic's yeah. a homosexual. I knew it. Isaiah. But we didn't know. And we were worried. But Magic got fat like three years later and then started to tell people he didn't have it anymore. And then they quieted him from that. Go back and look in 1997 or 98 when Magic said he was clear of it on his talk show. On the Magic Hour. See, I don't have AIDS. I don't have it. And then suddenly he was back on commercials going, you know, anybody can get this. And I'm like... He was misdiagnosed. They made him the face of this thing before they realized, oh, you have some sort of strain that's similar, but fooled the test. He probably has something else. 31 years later, he's 600 pounds, healthy as a horse. I'm like, what did they do? And how come we don't celebrate curing whatever it was Magic had in 1991 to today? We There was no celebration for what technically is. he has the antibodies or whatever it takes yeah. to beat it. Right. He's to other people. He's patient zero. Let's suck Magic's blood out and give it to the... But nobody dies of AIDS anymore. We, we never had the day where we celebrated the AIDS. We got commercials on saying, if you've got HIV, take this. It's not as bad. I'm like, what happened to being scared to death of this thing? So why Biden's curing cancer instead of AIDS? Or <laughs> right. What? I mean, AIDS just, is you know. cured. Okay. Magic Johnson is 381 pounds. Of HIV. That's happened to no one who's ever been died. I got HIV. I put on a few pounds. I went to the beach. I, everything's fine. Wife doesn't have it. Still nailing her sideways. Didn't give it to anyone else in my sex parties. It's like, that's weird. So I still stand by the idea that something happened where Magic's diagnosis came out. Everybody reacted. And then they're like, this is actually good for HIV. Let's pay Magic extra 
to say he's still got He's already told everybody he's got it. And I'll go back and go, hey, by the way, screwed it up. You don't have HIV. Neither does Cookie. And It's diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> somehow or another, you got, you got the Crisco version of HIV. You're just going to put on an, a ton of weight real fast. And Magic never seemed concerned buying movie theaters and starting TV shows and looking. I'm like, he's doing some long-term investing here. That dude doesn't think he's on the way out. Setting up Cookie. Cookie was set up. Cookie was fine. The insurance policy alone would have had Cookie just fine. Cookie's like, son of a... Yeah. <laughs> Cookie Cookie went and got tested and said, I don't have it. How? I don't know. And then the doctors are like, sorry about that. But since we've made all these videos for kids, can you just keep saying you've got it so we can make it seem like less taboo? And and it worked. Can we cut down on the pool parties, Rear Admiral? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Look, if you'd stop just hammering dudes in the behind. I mean, he ticked all the boxes. Are you having a lot of uh, sex parties? Mm-hmm. Los Angeles-style ones with dudes and women? Yes. Yeah, this is definitely HIV. Okay. Well, you got the Crisco kind, so you're going to need a treadmill and a camera. But he was on Arsenio crying. And he's like, don't worry about it. Like, Magic was never worried. <laughs> Magic was the only one that wasn't upset. Arsenio's in tears. They're doing fundraisers. Magic's like, don't worry about it. It's a goof. We goofed up, and I have to run with this now. I'm the face of it. I got this. I got this. Don't worry about it. And when I'm cured and all, and it worked. Like, everybody got more careful. You were more concerned that it was just now passing through random whores. You didn't worry about the random whore back then. I'm not getting AIDS from you. You just didn't want to get them pregnant still. Intravenous drug users and homosexuals were the ones we feared up until magic. And once magic happened, we're like, "Uh uh-oh, it can happen to any of us. And we got smarter, and look what happened. But magic in 1991 saying, I got the HIV. You're like, this is no good. And I remember watching that all-star game with a couple of friends, and people are like, yeah, you can see it. He's getting skinnier. And, like, people would, like, they started to see magic dying. And he didn't. He never, he was, he won the MVP. He didn't play for six months and won the MVP of the the all-star game. Meanwhile, Carl Malone is running around with like gauze the whole playing. time. I'm not playing with that. I don't know what this stuff is. But that's 31, 31 years ago. We believe that. We were listening to Dirt by Allison Chains. Oh, man. It's a month and a half old. Listen to Magic Had the AIDS. And it was crazy. We're just about done beating up Iraq the first time. It's pretty awesome. So. That misdiagnosis to me still stands as the it is the most important misdiagnosis of all time. No question. Because that's how it had to be. Magic. This day in history, yesterday. The Magic Johnson AIDS story. Where were you, Brady? Do you remember? I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I was still in Milwaukee. I believe it was ninety one. Did you gather around a TV? We had like five people at Steve's place just watching the TV, waiting for Michael Jordan to come out. And then no, they said Magic probably, Johnson. Like, why is he going to work? And I think it just came out in the news more or less yeah. over the um, no reaction. The radio station. Well, Magic's got the AIDS. Well, it was kind of weird, but but there were stories circulating too in the sports world of like some people like, well, he was wild. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, no, he was. Yes, yeah. and so and then they started to say he was gay. Like a ton of people came out and said that he was a he was gay. That was the big thing. It's like, look, yeah. when you have as much sex as Magic Johnson had in the 80s and you go to the sex parties that he was going to. You're rolling the dice. Not only that, you get bored. 
And you start doing stuff yeah, like, that was- all right, I'll put it in there. Let's see what this is about. And the next thing you know, you're any any port in a storm. You get some, you know, it's the movie uh, uh, Autofocus about Bob Crane. When it was just the sex got so weird, they'd watch the videos back, and Bob Crane's like, whose finger is that? And the guy next to him goes, that's mine. He goes, that was, all right. Like, I guess that was in my butt. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Well, it's not. Yeah, this I is, mean, it's a free-for-all, right, isn't it? <laughs> we all, I didn't know that there was questions. I thought we were in a safe place. The guy's putting his thumb in his butt. He's like, whose thumb is that? That's mine. Oh, okay. It felt great. So after a while, you're just kind of numb to the experience. Magic probably did that. Again, did you remember your thing? You were probably graduating school. You were done then, right? 91, late 91. I was just graduating, yeah, because I graduated in 91. Yeah, so in November of that, you were probably at MCC in some shop class. And uh, some guy came out all greasy and goes, you guys hear magic's a twink. Anyway, back to work. <laughs> yeah. It was something like that. It was a big Well, because deal. at that time, that's you're, like it you said, it's it was either either you're gay or you're, you know, or you're shooting up. You're shooting up and you're disgusting. And, yeah. and other people, you know, like also in the sports thing was like, well, then uh, Isaiah better get checked. Everybody was talking about that because he and Isaiah used to kiss before every uh, finals game. Remember, they kiss on the cheek. What's and, the story with that? And, well, everybody was weirded out by it. Back then, now it would be no big deal. I mean, if Giannis and Joel Embiid gave each other a smooch before the game, I think it would still be like, what the hell just happened? But Magic and Isaiah, before every finals game, on the cheek, they were best friends. And every time they would play, which was kind of a cool thing, but the, they would always talk about that Magic would go to Isaiah's mom would cook and yeah. vice versa. They're right, over. Right. And then they'd have gay sex. I mean, that's what we all thought happened. Like, her cooking was go so good. After Magic the needed a place to lay down, and Isaiah would get on his tummy, and then they'd make puddles, and uh, they'd go play ball. It was the act, exact reaction of my roommate. I came home. I hadn't heard anything about it. He's a cop up in surprise now, by the way. He come, I come home and he goes, hey, did you hear the news? I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, Magic Johnson's a pillow biter. <laughs> yeah, that's what we thought. That was 1991 speak. I said, what? <laughs> yeah, evidently takes it in the trunks. What are you going to do? Who knew? <laughs> that's how we used to talk to each other in 91, and nobody would get fired nope. for it. You'd walk into your work, do you hear about the uh, Magic's a queer? Yeah, fact. <laughs> fact. Anyway, and nobody could check you, and then the, would just... Filter through every ounce of your workplace. Jeez, you're my, uh, Holmberg just said Magic Johnson's a homosexual who uh, intravenous drug using homosexual. Got the AIDS. Yeah, I could see that. He's going to die in a year or so. Yeah. Showtime Lakers, I bet. <laughs> yeah, was, that's how we talked to each other, and that's how we delivered news in 1991. Your Magic's a pillow biter. What do you mean? She's got AIDS. And your brain went like, holy crap, Magic's what? a pillow biter. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> holy Seriously, crap. Turn on yeah, ESPN. Turn on the news. It's on right now. They're all worried about it. Like, I think he gave the Pistons AIDS. They're worried about it. And Malone up in Utah is like, I he gets cut. I'm nowhere. He didn't I'm want, not playing. I'm he not didn't playing want to him. get sweat on by yeah. Magic anymore. Yeah. Wasn't guarding him in the post. Yeah, I'm not and, touching on, on, him. Yeah. Like, Carl was the first one to come out with 1991 speak. Carl Malone don't play that. Carl Malone don't want Magic sweat on Carl Malone. Carl, you can't catch it that way. Prove it. <laughs> like, well, he's kind of got us there. We didn't know how Magic got it, so maybe. And then, remember the day that Magic did get cut on the basketball court, and the whole crowd went. It's like a compound fracture. Yeah. The players ran off the Everybody floor. Everybody left. Mass exit. People were crying, and Magic just got a scratch on his arm. I'm bleeding. <gasps> Dudes in hazmat suits came out and tented him like a horse. Put him down. <laughs> Put him down. Get him off the floor. Change out the wood. We didn't know. 
We were ignorant to what it was, but that's what kept us careful. But 31 years, Magic Johnson. Still just crazy to me that that was a, such a thing, like such a humongous thing. But it sure was. Uh, yeah, nobody's had it since. Like nobody big's gotten it since, right? Like there's been plenty of people who've died from AIDS that are famous, but like nobody that like he's still the biggest name with the HIV announcement, right? Oh yeah, I mean Pedro for a time, but Pedro from from from, <laughs> from real, real world. world. Yeah, <laughs> I have AIDS, Pac. I don't care about your stupid AIDS, Pedro. <laughs> like that was the best because then Pedro pushed it too far where we got tired of hearing it. Every time it's like. Uh, You'd hear it like, Welcome to McDonald's. Can I help you? How can you be so damn serious about McDonald's? I have aged McDonald's guy. Pedro, please stop this. <laughs> I have aged, Pac. Pedro Zamora, the first face of AIDS on TV oh, in that, that real world San Francisco. 100%. My generation. Yeah. That was like basically the same age as Pedro. <laughs> How did you get? And then, but there was a sigh of relief in 1994 when Pedro's AIDS was all over TV. Because Puck said, how'd you get it? I'm a homosexual, Puck. I'm like, well, there you go. I got nothing to worry about. <laughs> when gay people got AIDS, straight people were like, well, yeah. Oh, it's that whole time. Magic know. got it. Better you than me. Magic, Magic Philadelphia, real world. It, oh. was, it was all over it's moving in the early into our 90s. world now. It's, now, it's, yeah, now the straights are again. Now we can sell it. It was hard to get the whole time. It really was. Still is. You got to do some serious work to catch the AIDS. Especially today when I don't even think AIDS is a thing anymore. I mean, think of the stuff you'd have to do, like dirty, dirty B-sex, intravenous drug use and needle share and things like that. That was a big way to do it. Needle sharing is never a good idea. You're going to get something off of that. It's gross. I we Like the diabetic cat, I'm nervous because I've actually poked myself in the finger. <gasps> yeah. With the diabetic cat's needle, and I, I got feline AIDS. Like my first, my first thought is I caught the feline AIDS because it's it's bacteria. It's 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 weird. There's blood, and it goes in me, and now I've got diabetic cat blood in me. I don't know what that can do. Rabies, but it's just a little tiny poke, and you worry Not for the like same Brady. No, <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> I don't know what's in there. He's right. Yeah, I have no idea. Here's your, here's your list of Arthur Ashe. That was a yeah, big one. Yep. Easy E had the AIDS. I forgot yep. about that. Magic, Magic he's number three. three. <laughs> number right. well because the other two died. That's true. Greg Luganis, Freddie Mercury, Chuck Bonazzo from Styx. Yep. What? Danny Pintaro. Yep. He's got the AIDS. Apparently, Jonathan. Is he still around? Tiger Blood. You forgot about him. Oh, Charlie Sheen's HIV positive. Yeah, but that was way after. Well, that's what I Google searched, HIV positive, because that's all I that's all magic is. The list is starting HIV to go down now. Yeah, Charlie Charlie having it is modern day Bictarvi AIDS. No big deal. <laughs> you still don't want to sleep with him, but he's been positive since two thousand eleven. Yeah, but he didn't tell anybody until two thousand sixteen. And then Pedro Zamora at number nine. <laughs> I heard. That's all that guy shouted on Real World. All right. I get it. Dead at 22, John. Is Danny Pintaro okay? Uh, Jonathan from Who's the Boss? He's been positive for 12 years when he announced it in 2015 on Oprah. It hasn't even been 12 years since 2015. Oh, he had been. At at that time. So he'd had it since 2003 or 2004, whatever it be. 
All right, I got you. That's a good Oprah show. A reuniting of the cast of Who's the Boss and then that bombshell at the end. Anyway, don't catch the AIDS. It's not good for you. It's terrible, in fact. But it's hard to catch. Most STDs are really hard to catch. <laughs> I hate to bring it to your kids, but you're, it's your fault. You know, deep down, you're going to catch it if you start doing stuff like what you're doing. College girls, ASU, wear a rubber. She's probably got it. <laughs> Not the AIDS, but something that's going to make your make you have to do some sort of weird disclosure before dinner on your second date. Yeah, it's never the yeah. guy. No, it's never the guy. Yeah. Ready for this from Pintaro's Wikipedia <laughs> yeah, never. page? Brady, please. They're, they're, somebody's got to give it to the guy. <laughs> Chicken and the egg. It's the girl. Guys don't walk around with that stuff and just start handing it out. The girl filthy, filthy slut. So from Pintaro's <laughs> Wikipedia page, Pintaro revealed in 2015 that he was HIV positive to Oprah, having contracted the virus as a result of unsafe oral sex in 2003. How unsafe was that? Apparently, like what? Dangling, very unsafe. Dangling off a the crane or beetles in, the back in his mouth? Of his throat. Yeah. We did it on the ledge. <laughs> we were hanging from a hot air balloon. Like that's dangerous oral sex. Yeah, we got AIDS from it. Anyway, it's a scary topic, but it's not as scary as it was in 1991 when Toledo's incredibly awful roommate told him magic was a pill. That's what he took from it. That was, a, it was the headline, in, headline in the Arizona. There used to be a Arizona Republic was morning. Phoenix Gazette was night. Phoenix Gazette evening paper came out. Headline, magic pillow biter. Like, wow. They just, how we talked to each other back then. What used to be. Uh, if you're ever interested in uh, getting some pet care, Danny Bintaro works as a vet tech in Austin right now. Really? Yep, since 2019. He's a pet. Uh, that's For some reason, you just assume that child stars from the 80s are... Always If that. they're still alive, they're still making money off of that. But who's the boss probably didn't have a, a long shelf life of reruns and stuff. I bring my dog there and catch that AIDS <laughs> thing from him. No way. Hey, you're the... Uh... <laughs> You're little Jonathan from Who's the Boss. I read about you. Apparently Don't touch my schnauzer, boy. Back off, Skippy. <laughs> Apparently one of his last productions uh, of acting work was Mommy Queerist. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, we got to find a clip of that. I got to watch that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Mommy Queerist. <laughs> yeah. Who's the... Is he the queerest or is mommy the queerest? Know. Is there a comma? Is there coat hangers? Yeah, is it mo- <laughs> Why? Why would you abort? <laughs> It's, it's something oh, else. Oh, yeah, because she used to beat her kids with coat hangers. <laughs> yeah. Why is that why? an abortion? No why did wire you, of course the cuck turned it into an abortion issue. <laughs> Thanks Go a vote. lot, Katie Go Hobbs. Vote. Top of mind. <laughs> and a sad piece of information. Uh, not that that wasn't sort of sad, but we had some fun with the AIDS, which we've been doing for 31 <laughs> years. Uh, Tempe is Chompy's is closing in Tempe. And, uh, that land sold, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. what Brett said off the air was like, uh, everybody's like, how can they close Chompies? It's an institution. And Brett goes, they're Jews. It was a great deal. <laughs> <It's a huge laughs> I mean, they're, 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 their land was worth millions. Are you stupid? They're going to keep the bagel hut alive? There's still plenty of Chompies around. I don't know what we're lamenting the closing of the Tempe dirt store is anyway. That place was filthy. the Chandler Mall. It's huge. Right. And it's cleaner. That Tempe one was ASU puking. Oh, it was gross. I'm glad that's closed. That, Time for a scraping. It was like Brett and I were talking. If you lived here earlier, you knew that that, that Chompies was a Perkins that was dirty before it was Chompies. I don't think it's been clean since it was Perkins. It, it was gross as Perkins, and then they turned it into some new restaurant and cleaned it up a little bit. But that Tempe restaurant of Chompies was like, ugh. I, I, worked, like, I, 
I'd sooner make out with magic in 1991. <laughs> but yeah, the Chompies are great. Like the one up on, I think there's one on 92nd Street in Shea. Outstanding. The Tempe one was gross. It's like what everybody talks about the Chuck box. Like, yeah, all Still right. Still alive. I get okay. it. But it's but only it's, good from age 18 to 25. Right. Once you're like when 26 you're years old, and you're like, in you. <laughs> yeah, and you got to be a little drunk. Or you have to be going to ASU. Like ASU alums are like, we'll go to the Chuck box before the game. And you're like, you're going to choke that thing down? You're going to, you have better memories than you do with taste buds. <laughs> yeah, Chompies is closing up. And good for the Chompies people. They held on to that real estate in Tempe for 25 years. I can't imagine how much that cruddy Perkins cost them and what they've turned it into in a two, two and a half decades. That is a return on yeah, investment. Yeah, whoever owned the real Unreal. estate. All that stuff down there. Even the vine Unreal. the vine clothes that was down there on Apache, too. Brilliant. Sold land. Right. Yep. Because they realized this is huge. Oh, and yeah. if you've seen what they put there now, it's it's massive. Crazy amount of great stuff in there. So congratulations, I say to the Chompies people, for shutting that dump down, so keeping that, your classy places open, and getting rid of that Tempe location. Gross. So got Phoenix, Chandler, Scottsdale, and Glendale. Plenty yeah, they still got tons of, tons of Chompies all over the place. If you were still going to the Tempe one, you're in college or... You have, like, your health inspection notices don't matter. <laughs> I don't even think health inspectors went in there. They were afraid they'd catch something. <laughs> I'm not going to that Chompies. It was, yeah. And I had a great moment with Larry yesterday where I, if Brett was there. Speaking you, of juice. You, you, I mean, that's, that's what I was thinking of that. Because this is a great story. He was like, oh, look at this. And he showed me a picture of his oven at home. <laughs> and it had a hole in it. It blew up. Wow. Oh, man. And it made, like, this lava thing. And he goes, I had to chip that off. It stayed hot for like hours and hours. Like, like the what? glowing ember on the yeah, side of the Yeah, so an electric, you know, those electrics. So the stuff gooed out like lava. And uh, I'm like, Jesus, this is horrifying. If that happened, he goes, oh, I was worried the house was going to explode. The wires in the walls were on fire. And he's like, you know what the worst part is? And I'm like, no, I'm sitting there thinking. He goes, my bagels got ruined. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't go. He was cooking bagels, of course. Because <laughs> why wouldn't and he? Because why wouldn't he be? He had some free time. And his oven blew up. And I'm like, oh, the jokes that Brett was here. We got a faulty <laughs> oven. We got we got bad oven, bad bagels. <laughs> At the Jew's house. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Just bad luck with those words. <laughs> I mean, don't tell that story. Whatever you do, don't tell Brett. Yeah, that's what I said yesterday. I'm like, look, I've been pretty reasonable with uh, my reaction to your, your broken oven, busted bagel story. Keep that one away from, from Bert. Because... <laughs> We wouldn't be able to pick him up off the floor. He's going to miss work oh. for a few days laughing at the... The juice oven! <laughs> bagels were ruined! <laughs> All right, that's His enough. bagels are good, though. He makes, <laughs> I mean, they're great. He makes some of the best bagels yeah. you've ever had in your Took life. Took him years. And it does. Like, he takes... To make six. When Larry wants to properly kiss ass to executives, because we've got uh, Fred Jacobs is a Jewish man, and he loves the, the Larry bagel more than his mom. Wow. Like he's crazy about the Larry bagel. So Larry will make six or seven homemade bagels at home because what people don't know about little Larry is that his parents ran Karsh's Bakery here in Phoenix, a legendary bakery. And again, sold it for a great deal because yeah, the money course. in 7th and uh, Missouri went through the moon. And now it's like some Arthur Murray dance studio. It's weird because I'll go into that. There's a true value in there. Back in that. A vegan restaurant. And then where they were is some... Like a bunch of old people going in there learning salsa. But Larry took that recipe and knows how to do it. And it takes him a full weekend to make like six oh, bagels yeah. for the bosses. Yep. And when they don't and when they he doesn't make it, 
but Larry thinks he's going to get fired. You're doing a good enough job and all, but without the bagels, what good are you? Because they are You set that bar for yourself, Larry. Put that pressure on yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you and then he's got to take forty eight hours to. I didn't realize it took that long to make them at home. Like you have to mass produce bagels. And now does he have to get a new oven? <laughs> See, that's you broken? can't talk about this stuff in front of me. Yeah, we'll talk I don't know. You, yeah, we'll talk to Larry about it. With yeah. mature adults, not him. <laughs> you know who I'm to him. Because <laughs> that's all he. That's all Brett would have heard in the hallway. Is like Larry going, and then the oven. Huh? Like his ears would have perked up. <laughs> well, like a meerkat. And my bagels were broken. What's going on in here? Sounds like the greatest joke ever. No, Brett, keep walking. This is a real story about a man and his bagels in his oven. Two Jews walking to a bar. Exactly. <laughs> it's not what it is. But we were dying laughing afterwards. I started to giggle. But his I, that scared the hell out of him. Like he, he showed, it looked like a bullet hole through one of the coils. Wow, and it just started to gold. melt out the whatever goo keeps it. I I didn't realize that's how those work. Those glowing orange ember things. Well, it there's stuff in there. Could have gotten so hot that it basically it popped out. Yeah. But what's in there? And Larry said it's like a gelatinous, weird, gloppy lava. I thought it was just metal. I so thought it was did metal I. Rods that's what I think. Through, yeah. It heated up so much it just it turned it into the, the, the yeah. Well, whatever it is, horrifying. Yeah. So. Chompies is closed. So now there's two less places to get bagels. Although, go to the good Chompies. I love it. Everywhere in Tempe is gross. Once you turn like 25 or 26 and you start realizing that Tempe is gross, it's just to get laid, to find Adderall or Molly, and walk up and down Mill Avenue. Like, it's never been clean. It's never been clean. The restaurant's College there. Town. It's College Town. And it's designed for people between the ages of, let's be honest, 17, 18, and 24. And then the 25-year-old weirdos that still hang out down there. Scottsdale is for 24 and up. But some of the 24, 25 still go down there and troll down for the weaker, the weaker gazelle. You got your pockets. Yeah. <laughs> the, the sick gazelle that are feeding at the lake. There's some lions that come back from Scottsdale and just collapse those in a half hour. When you want an easy kill, it's like going back to the miners. Tempe was such a struggle for me. Because these guys would keep coming back from Scottsdale. You want to go to Trocaderos? I'm like, what's Trocaderos? <laughs> it was in Scottsdale, and that's yeah. where you'd go tell girls in Tempe that gets into Trocaderos, and it was over. You're South done. Scottsdale. Then, then you need a cougar permit when you start going yep. north. Yep. Yeah, you start getting. Uh, yeah, you start getting the uh, divorcees that are they're trolling the waters for the the 25 year old guys. Those guys in Tempe are trolling the fat Tuesdays. Oh, she's drinking yeah, a green yeah, drink. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Easy kill, boys. Three o'clock. <laughs> Tempe slush. I got my apartment's right over here. I'll walk you home. <laughs> Stop on Chompies. And then the next thing you know, she's throwing up at Chompies. They're barely cleaning it. You're getting a bagel or two. And you load her up. <laughs> if you can tolerate it. Yeah, Tempe is not for... Nobody fine dines in Meech and Tempe. It's not a thing. It's gross. Tempe is dirty. That's and it's supposed right. to be. And when you go to ask somebody to dinner, you're not taking them to a Tempe place unless you're between the well, ages of 18 and 25. For sure. you're taking my lady to Minder Binders. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. You're not doing that. She'd think you're crazy. You found this nice lady. I'm 35-year-old woman. I'm 40-year-old man. We're going to Binders. And they're going to wander over, grab some chompies, maybe hit devil's advocate afterwards. Oh, you're an insane person. Uh, five guys, Ikes. Right. All those divey places. Yeah, exactly. So chompies... I'm glad you closed in Tempe. That, that, that holds no 
There'll be some ASU people like, oh, it's, a, it's not that old a tradition. It's, it's the, an institution. It's the Perkins is what it is. Quarter century of. Still uh, has the oval sign. Yeah. Oh, well, they just changed whatever. that out. Yeah, the Perkins. Well, they're not going to pay for a new sign. Right. <laughs> right. They had a perfectly good sign there. Just needed new letters. It worked. <laughs> In fact, I bet you there was like three hours of them scrambling the letters from Perkins around to come up with the name of a restaurant. <laughs> ah, I can't come up. I can't boggle a new restaurant. We'll go with Chompy's. But it is kind of a weird thing because we've been driving by it so many years that when it becomes whatever it's going to become, probably apartments. But hey, or yeah, great business, great job on the I guess boys. It's ASU bought that property. Oh yeah, my guess is ASU is going to own it all. Yeah, good for them. The footprint of that university, just in the time that I've been in Arizona, it's gone downtown. Crazy. Like I go downtown to the H and H Ranch, and it's just there's, it's college. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yep. Anyway. So long, Chompies, even though there's like five of you left. They're just closing the dirty one. <laughs> it's like closing Gay Denny's on 7th and Camelback. Nobody's going to lament the day that shuts down, and that's been there longer than Chompies. I've known. Oh, come on. There'll be some crying. <laughs> oh, well, there's um, crying there know. every day. There's always <laughs> I mean. crying. When your anus prolapses at the Denny's, you cry. That's what happens. <laughs> they serve it later. It's the moon's over oh, Miami. Good times there. My sides hurt. (laughs) Gay Denny's is crying again. Of course there'll be tears. But that's been the Gay Denny's longer than this has been the Chompies. I've known about Gay Denny's forever. High school, I remember hearing about Gay Denny's. And you Google it. I told friends from Chicago. I'm like, well, then we have the Gay Denny's. And it's like, what's that? I'm like, we're looking at it. And my buddy Mike gets on his phone. He goes, sure enough. I put in Gay Denny's and it said 7th and Camelback. I'm like, it's like... The internet knows. I'm like, everyone knows. John, tell Larry it takes over 550 degrees to make a good true bagel. Conventional ovens aren't supposed to be that high for very long, so tell him to slow down. That's why his oven blew up. Yeah. He was making bagels at probably 575, and his oven can't take it over there in Mesa. A while back, he was talking about getting a new oven just for that reason. So He can't talk to you about that stuff. Wait a minute. You're getting a hotter, stronger, better oven? You shouldn't do that. All right, Brett. I can't talk to you about these things. No, nope. you can't. No, you can't. I'm terrible. I'm the worst person in the world. Anyway, what are you going to do? What do you got on the big board of musical election day treats, Brett? <laughs> Gay Denny's does come up on Google. I told you, it's the first thing. <laughs> it is, absolutely. It's, and it's not like anywhere, but, and I don't no. know if that's because we're here and it knows our location. Right. But my, it is the first thing. Gay Denny's, 7th I mean, and Camel. I got a problem. I mean, can't the gays pick something better than Denny's? I mean, you Most know, as far do. as like, you know, you, you figure it'd be That's some hoity toity stuff, not Denny's. So you're still well, poor gay Denny's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor gays. <laughs> Early morning <laughs> rendezvous. You know, for a while, it's the only place that was open. Now you got some options. Yeah, I guess you're right. Suppose. Where you and Emo went for that? Yeah, we went to that Charlie's. You went to Charlie's, yeah. For a burrito. Oh. Three in the morning, there was nowhere to eat, and we, like, where's a good place? I would like a burrito. I'm driving around with Emo Phillips at three in the morning looking for food. <laughs> Maybe the weirdest day of my life. By the way, the Weird Al movie is very funny and Emo's in it. Oh. It's, it's, it's so tongue-in-cheek, over-the-top parody of everything that it's going to make people confused. Dumb people will be like, this was stupid. And then, like, I think you'll look at it and go, I think I, like, there's some brilliance to the obviousness. The subtleties are really funny. Anyway, Emo's in that. So I'm driving around with Emo, and he's like, let's get a burrito at a Mexican place. I'm like, all right. He's Googling away. Here's one called Charlie's. Says it's within half a mile. 
All right. Pull into this place called Charlie's. There's a food truck. And there's also a window that goes to a brick and mortar. And Emo Phillips gets out. And two black guys are in front of us in line. The line's forever long. I'm not kidding. It's three. And I'm looking around and I'm like, this place is weird. Like, everybody's weird. And then the guy in front of us and turns and looks at Emo, who's in this trench coat, and goes, uh, Who the f are you supposed to be, Willy Wonka or something? <laughs> <laughs> and I start like, Willy Wonka, I have a beef with Tim Burton. I'm like, This is legendary comedian Emo Phillips. Oh, he played Willy Wonka? I'm like, Stop with the Willy Wonka. He's not, but he does very much. <laughs> I was angry at Johnny Depp for stealing my look for Willy Wonka, the remake. I ain't talking to this guy no more. You realize it's this crazy gay bar at three in the morning that's just going gangbusters. And it is to this moment of my life the greatest burrito I've ever eaten. No question. No second. Nothing. And I've driven by there before late at night and the truck's gone and the food's gone. <laughs> they know how to get out of there. AIDS. <laughs> we all know what happened. See? See? It was Pedro's burritos. Is that, <laughs> hey, you should understand. It's a real world burritos. I'll have a Zamora dog, and uh, <laughs> I don't know everything's so phallic. You want a pineapple in that? Why would I? Oh, right. Yes, please. One pineapple. Don't say no to the pineapple. They get mad. <laughs> but yeah, Emo and I eating that burrito together, and I was like, "This might be the best burrito I've ever had." Didn't he life. double down? He had two. He's like, Emo's like six four. You don't realize the size of Emo Phillips till you're in a tr like a line with him, and you're standing directly next to this freak, and he's awesome. I miss Emo. I wish he'd come back. He plays Salvador Apparently Dali. You need to invite him back. Yeah, no, I know. He's he's, he's fragile, very fragile. Still my favorite thing in the world when he asked, he called me and, and said, I would like to have you as a guest tonight for dinner before my show. I'm like, okay. And you and your lovely wife, Margaret, can come along. And I'm like, Megan, he goes, that's not how I pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> you might be the quickest person on the planet. And I was peeing. I might have been driving by Chompies at that moment. Anyway, uh, what's on the list? Oh, it's just not going to lie. I'm extremely shocked to find... Uh, <laughs> Jews working. What does that say? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, find Jews working oven in mass. It's true. That's the joke. That's the point. Stop emailing terrible things to Brett and then sending them my way. Uh, wake up song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. This is going to be an amazing weekend to get out on the bike. So if you need if you need a new bike, you need to rent one. You need an e bike. You need any of the accessories. You need to get it fixed. They're going to take care of you over there at Action Ride Shop. Plus, you might as well get start getting ready for uh, snowboard and ski season because that's yeah. coming up very quickly. Can I just tell you and yes. Josh from yeah. Action that every time we group text and you guys are like, I'm going to ride this Friday. If you're including me in it, the next question can't be e-bikes or regular. You know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't ride regular bikes anymore. I've got tons of them. But every time I go out to look at them, I'm like, I'll ride the Shadow Cat today. But that's not electric. I'll ride the electric. I always end up on the electric bike. It's the best thing ever. Get yourself an e-bike. And those shoes that Brady was talking about yesterday, those 20-mile-an-hour walkers. Easy rollers. Those, I don't yeah, know what they're cool. called. Those, those Healy things. 1400 bucks. Gigantic, horrible, ugly shoes, but the walking looked pretty neat. Till the lawsuits. Those are like Yeezy money, isn't it? Aren't th weren't those like 1400 bucks? Probably. Yeah. They're functional beyond Yeezy. Yeah. They're crazy. Uh, on the list, a lot of obviously a lot of uh, voting songs. Uh, crazy bitch for our uh, governor race, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
terror, defiant, uh, hell yeah, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, Metallica short of straw. Of course, COC is going to be on there. We'll vote with a vote, bullet. Vote with a bullet. No. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you don't do that. No. I had like of four or five don't different people. That. Not in yeah. this day and age. To get that off the list. Uh, <laughs> election System day. of Down Prison. Slayer and Ice-T Disorder. Cult wow. of Personality. Helmet and House of Pain. Just another victim. Man, these people days. took this seriously. Ministry. New World Order. Mandatory Suicide Slayer. This is... Politics from Corn. The most focused the listeners have ever been yeah. on theming this. You have Valley of Disease highlighted. Is there a reason? Oh, no, no, no. It's oh, just, just where it wound up. Yeah. Okay. Although Avatar's pretty great. Wow. Uh, there are a lot of choices here. Cult of Personality is probably the greatest political song ever because it's everything we deal with. Uh, I don't know, Brett. Pick one. Uh, and there's some good stuff on there. I don't know. Mandatory suicide kind of sticks out just right. because of all the damn text messages I got <laughs> you yesterday. Kill yourself over. <laughs> all right. Slayer always works out for everybody. I'm not a huge Slayer fan, but I get that they're out there, and we have to appease the Slayer peeps. And nothing says election day like starting it off with a little Slayer. <laughs> but yeah, the COC is not. I don't think I've heard that Slayer Ice T song. It was on the uh, Judgment. It was yeah. like one of those rap metal songs from Judgment Night, which is a great soundtrack and a stupid yeah. movie. That soundtrack, oh, the, is insane. The, the, the movie's just horrible. horrible. But they they put a lot of thought and time into that soundtrack because it's got some great stuff in it. But yeah, all right, you got it ready, or you have to yeah, download. I pull it up. Okay, yeah, Slayer's never a bad thing. I have no issues with a Slayer election day. Did you? You already vote. Everybody in here has voted, but me, right? Yeah. Yeah. You too. Yeah. You already did it. Oh, yeah. Here's a little bit of Slayer right, and Ice-T. Oh. I don't know if it's clean, so. <laughs> so far, so good. Here it comes. No, just in yeah. case. Just in <laughs> case. I heard our government. That's enough. Our government. By the way, I just think said, "Oh, I heard that your Jewish boss's oven blew up. I got a guy who can fix that. Mine oh, no. fixer will be over in a second. I'm like, don't say that, Scott. Scott Haynes, blame him. Fire him from his job. Not me. Yeah, if I gave the the cliff notes of that conversation to Brett and oh. said, write a story with these words: <clears throat> Larry, oven, explosion, bagel. <laughs> See if you can guess the story. It would come back so horrible." All right, so Larry's in an oven. No, we're already off. <laughs> Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.